is up and down. Uh, down. Hello, and welcome to the Thomas and Wade podcast number 12. I'm turning it up, I don't think that makes any difference. Welcome. I'm slightly, I've got, I'm on the verge of coming down with something. Um, you've got, give us your symptoms, we might be able to get someone to diagnose you via the... Very sore internet. throat, and when I swallow I get an earache. Oh. I think that you... Tonsillitis. No, I don't know if it's... Throat like, cancer. It, well, I don't know if it's affecting your ear. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Ear cancer. you've got ear something cancer. wrong with your can you get canals. Ear, can you get ear cancer? I don't know. I guess you can. I'm I suppose you can get, get it can, anywhere. Yeah. Just don't turn to Derek and Clyde. No, it's not. It's not, we're not. The problem is we're not doing it very funnily, so we're no. definitely not. <laughs> no, well, I, I could not make a funny joke out of that anyway. Oh, I'm sure you could if you were given enough time. Police are here. I don't want to anymore. Watch I've out. changed. Um... Changed. Well, yeah. used, to, used to be nothing non stop cancer jokes with you before. <laughs> there you go. I knew we'd make it funny. So, what have you been up to then? Um, I've been uh, writing some stuff and waiting for a big job to start that I still can't talk about, really. And preparing for that job by, uh, as I was saying to you earlier, running around, not running, but marching around Hackney with a, a backpack full of weights on my back to get myself ready for the weight I'm going to have to carry in the film. Yeah. Which I can't go into, really. I heard a story that I met this actor called Brian McCarty. He's really funny. He was Rob Roy's little brother in Rob Roy. Oh. Right? And he was telling me how he had to... Um, he was... he basically, Liam Neeson's six foot six or something. He's massive. He's tall man, yeah. And he Apparently was, he's got a huge... But he has got a huge. But you would have a huge one if you were six foot six. It makes of sense. Of course, in proportion. Um, and he was saying that there was a bit where there'd be... He had to kind of jump on his back... And they'd say, because he's a little brother, he'd go, come on, jump on my back, in the Scottish accent. <laughs> and his little brother has to jump on his back. But he said he'd bend over, and it was like trying to mount a horse. And he just couldn't... You know, like, if you try mounting a horse, have you ever tried it? Was he a little boy at the time? Was he... No, he was about 27. Oh, but just small. He was just small, but right. he, they had to get <laughs> in crates comparison to... to him. Well, everyone's small in comparison to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking about carrying the weight. Do you remember Mr Derrick at school who used to run to school with weights on his back, the bald Ball teacher? Bald yeah, right, like shaved bald, yeah. yeah. He looked like he was from uh, a 1980s American film. He looked <laughs> like he could have been a hard-ass cop and stuff. Or, uh, who's that, Emmett Walsh? Do you remember him? E. M. M. E. Emmett Walsh, who was the teacher in Back to the Future. Yeah, exactly, Slackers. Yeah, Slackers. that's who I used to think, I used to think of him. Was it he was actually it? quite a nice bloke, if I remember rightly, but he was a tough guy. Never taught me, he was a maths teacher. He, he used was. to be in a... He used to, if you had to go into his class and there was a class going, it was the most terrifying. Yes. To deliver him a note. Oh, it was scary. At school, though, isn't it funny how everyone said, even though, just because he went to school with bricks on his back, right? Yeah. Everyone said, it kind of got exaggerated, and they said he was a Falklands War victim. Yeah, I seem to remember him being a Marine or something, someone told me. If he was a Marine, why is he teaching maths in Beauchamp's at Wickford? Wickford? It's quietly recruiting. Yeah. Getting them in young. I yeah. don't know. I suppose you, you don't stay in the Marines forever. No. You go off and how do long would you, How long did you stay in the Marines for, Tony? I stayed in the Marines for 15 years, gave it the best moments of my life, and then I got... What happened? Set a dr- hey, I became what? a drifter, ended up in a little town, uh, and I got stopped by a sheriff yeah. and he, uh, called Teasel. Yeah. He took me into his uh, place and I got abused by his... Uh, his mate. When they tried to shave you? They tried to shave me. I freaked out, ran out and jumped on a motorbike and uh, oh. ended up in sort of a, in, in Boulder City. And then... <laughs> Went and nuts. You killed a copper, didn't you? I killed several police... I killed police, soldiers, blew up, blew up a petrol station. The worst <laughs> thing... Mental. Oh, why? Because all because like, it was this bloke, um, he was getting his shoe shined and... Uh, and the shoe shine boy, uh, it was a bomb and it blew him up. And, then, and the bloke said, I can't find my fucking legs. Oh. That's Rambo. Well, it's First Blood. Rambo First Blood, part one. I spent my life. We were saying that me and Tony, we watched that film probably every single day, didn't we? Yeah. When we were not together, but at separate times. I used to watch it every year. Every, very, that and um, Blues Brothers all of the time. And Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. Yeah, and a bit of Beverly Hills Cop too later on. But I, I mean, we were saying we, always, we never ever got to the end of films, because you know it's like when you're younger, I've got children now, they go, can we watch the film? And you always start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, but you always go, it's dinner time now, or you can't watch well, television for too I've long. About, I don't know if we spoke, but it, even more than start from the beginning, start from the beginning of the adverts, which I knew, I knew all of Beverly Hills Cop, almost word for word, but I also knew all of the words for the adverts leading up to it, of which one was Beverly Hills Cop 2. So that's the same video I had. I yeah. CIC It was the one where you it had the clip where you could see the his body double jumping on the truck instead of Eddie Murphy. Really? I used to pause that. And do, you know why, do you know why that is, guys? Because, I don't know if you know this, but 
When you watch a film on television, in the old days we had square TVs, they used to do something called pan and scan, yep. which means they crop and zoom in on the video on the film. Yeah. So whereas on a big screen a stunt double would look it would look fine, you wouldn't look notice tiny, it. Tiny, it tiny and far away. On film, you zoom in, you can see that's not Roger Moore, that's just some bloke in a wig. In fact Roger Moore sometimes had a, a female body double. Did he? No. But oh, the worst <laughs> body double I've ever seen is in a view to a kill. Uh, you know, have you noticed that thing that stunt doubles do, right, when they, they overact, don't they? Like, they go, right, all you got to do, because they can't actually see, but they can drive fast, or they can do whatever they do. They're they good just, at doing, doing, yeah. The but thing. they have to cover their faces, don't they? So yeah. when you see them, I'm trying to demonstrate to you now, but, like, so they'll go, pull over, and they'll do this thing with their, like, they, they'll put all their hands in their face all the time. He's pretending to steer a steering wheel, but with his elbow, basically, over his face. Yeah, so you can see so, the wig, but... But also, the sometimes you'll see them do that, but also look directly at the camera through the nook of their elbow. Yeah, because they can't... Because they're trying to make sure they be seen, but by doing that, they're making themselves a bit more obvious. But, but you know, they did uh, with St- Stallone, I, not Stallone, I remember in, um, what's it called? Last Action Hero, they actually got mm. um, a prosthetic face to put, put on. Uh, oh, they still do that yeah, these days, yeah. on the I actor. I think that they, um, if you look a bit like an actor and you're a stuntman, there's a lot of money to be made. But people, some quite famous people, aren't they? That they just die. Do, well, they do die, but they just follow... The career of Bruce Willis had one, didn't he, for for years? Yeah. I think. Well, I think they all do. Did oh, did you? What if see... you like them? What if they were your perfect double, brilliant stuntman, but you have to then work with them every film? Because the good thing about being an actor is you move on. And yeah. If there's some people you don't like, you don't have to meet them again. What if you don't like your stuntman? It'd be horrible. They'd just be there every fucking time. What if a stuntman got ill? Do you have a stuntman for a stuntman? Stuntmen don't get ill. Do they? No, I don't think so. I think they turn up no matter what. Oh, what about the time? What about mine? No. Do you remember my stuntman story? No. Nope. There was a bloke on the Far Show years ago, and there was this, it was this stuntman, and uh, this was like 1997, and it was what, it was a Far Show. No, was it 97? Yeah, 1997, and it was a, a Far Show sketch, and it was Deaf Stuntman, Chip Cobb, the Deaf Stuntman, oh, yeah, by John yeah, Thompson. Yeah. And there was a bit in that where John Thompson has to go, they'll go like, oh, do you mind just put, uh, you stop the bike here, and we'll see you in a couple of minutes. He goes... Drive the bike into the into the water. Oh, fine. And he drives the bike into the water. Anyway, so he had to do this thing. Anyway, that, but, the, this, but the sketch was, he'll go, jump from a high building 100 feet from the top of a building and land on some boxes. Yeah. Fine. And, and so that's what the, the idea was. So we had this bloke who had to be the stuntman who would actually do the jump. And there was a, 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 a kind of like 100-foot thing built, and he had to jump and land a load of boxes. Mm. Anyway, this, this stuntman was going on going, yeah, I did um, in makeup chair. Just done Goldeneye and the new Bond uh, uh, called uh, The World Is Not Enough and uh, done the, what, Tomorrow Never Dies and da da da. Really going on about it. And I was like, we were taking a piss going, fucking going on about fucking Billy Bollocks. No, it's always Bond. It's always Bond. Bond or Titanic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was before Titanic. Mm. But he would go on about all the things he'd done. Anyway, he gets to the top of the thing and we're all waiting there filming, waiting to go, oh, I'm standing around, let's see the stunt. Basically, he bottles it out, he shits himself, <laughs> can't jump. And he goes, I'm, and he's like, and for a stuntman to lose their nerve, he's like, mm. that's like, well, what's it like? It's like the equivalent of... A stuntman losing their nerve. <laughs> which, is a, which is pretty, you know, it's pretty, yeah. So, anyway, so he lost his nerve and he had to come back down and it was like, what are we <coughs> going to do? And uh, in the end, this old bloke who was his, either his, we all thought it was his dad. He must have been about 70. Mm. He was a stunt coordinator who'd, like, retired a long time ago. There's always one of those guys, yeah. He goes, I'll do it. He climbed up and he did it. Mm. And then, um, and the point of the story is, I don't know. Um, well, we're talking about bad stuntmen. He was, he was a bad stuntman. He lost his nerve. Well, not a bad one, just, yeah. But then I wouldn't fucking do it. I mean, I can talk. But you're not a stuntman. No, there you go, that's the difference. You didn't take that career path. No. Um, the light's gone off. I was going to get something. We've, um... We're in the mini again. We're in the mini again. One day we'll take this out on the road. Um, we've got... Let me close the door so I can get the light on again. We've got our first... It's not an advert, really, but we've got a present. Oh, right. That um, I got ages ago. I have to look up... Let me look up the website. One second. I've got it on here, so I knew I'd forget her name. Her name is Sally. She contacted me on Twitter. And she makes... Uh, they call them weemies, or little people. Uh, little paper people. And she made one of me... Here it is. Paper people, they're called. So they Her name is Sally. Yeah, and she said, does Reese want one? I said, of course he does. Oh. So they make all different little people. She's quite specific um, in the people she chooses. Uh, she's got loads of them. Loads and loads and loads of them. She did all of the IT crowd once, I think, um, as paper people. 
and you get them as frat packs. I don't know who any of these people are, the ones she's got at the moment. These are I think friends. maybe these are her friends. Reese Darby, there's one when we know. Um, but she made one of me, and then she, oh, sent, she two. sent them to us. Yeah, so there's one of you. It's you in your romper suit you wore on our, I think, second or first ever. Do you know what it actually looks like? They're me. really good. Uh, my one's really good as well, but I've left it at home so you can't see it. There's two of oh, them. She's done Bradley Wiggins. But, Who's so, Bradley Wiggins? The, the cyclist, the Tour de France winning and gold medaling cyclist. Yeah, fuck yeah, with So if you go to... Well, thank you, very thank much, you Sally. Uh, Sally. Um, I've forgotten your um, Twitter, sent to Twitter us, name. Yeah, we're happy to be sent more. But if you want to get one, order one, or I think she'll make them to order. Or if you want to, or do you want to buy one of me and Reese, which would be weird, put it on your car, uh, back seat. What do you call it? On your, like a nodding dog. At Churchill, wepaperpeople.blogspot.co.uk. What a lovely gift to a lovely person Thank for you. Christmas or for Easter. That's um, that's lovely. Thank you, Sally. I, I meant to give it to you ages ago. She sent them a while ago. I should have done it on the last one, but I forgot. So, um, what have you been working on? I've told you. What have you been up to? You're in Glasgow. In Glasgow, I did a cameo, a little guest star part in MI High, mm. which is how's uh, the cat? Danny Dutton, John Jewell. He's not in it anymore. Oh, is he not in it anymore? Well, He's off back off doing Red Dwarf, isn't he? Well, yeah, and also he, he had a fight with some bin men. <laughs> so I don't think they... And it wasn't good for a kid's show, you know. You, you never know who's going to throw one of the kids out of the Is that window. a news story I've missed? Yeah, it's a news story a couple oh, of years ago. That. I completely missed that. <laughs> he had a fight with some bin men over them. They want to take some certain bottles from a certain recycling box. And were they trying to nick all of his bits of fish bones? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> um, No, he just went mental went, and, and went mental on them. I... I mean, yeah, it's, Mike, it's well, in, it's in the news. news. It's in the, the news. news. That's yeah, what the news. news story says. The news story said he went mental. Um, he, I think I mentioned this, well, we talked about it a lot around Pancake Day, which is not now, but Pancake Day, the song from Maid Marion and Her Merry Men, which I think he sang. Yeah. It was one of my favourite songs as a child. I love Maid Marion and Her Merry Men was, is, is one of the best comedy kids' programmes ever. I think you're right. Really funny, very well made, very expensive. It looks great. Yeah. I watched them recently. I watched that video of Pancake Day every Pancake Day to get, remind myself how good it is. The one I liked was called Colin's Release, and it was Brown Nose Day, yes. and the chicken got stolen. I remember that Do you remember well. that? Yes. Um, <laughs> one, the guy, Mark Billingham, right, there's a guy in there who was one of the, you know, one of the thicko um, guards. guards? Yes. There's two of them. One of them did a thing called What's That Noise? Do you remember? They were like, oh, yeah, 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 I know. Well, the other one, who Mark Billingham... Was a comedian. He's now best-selling author. He oh. writes uh, crime novels. He writes Thorn, the Thorn books. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've not read them, but I've seen them. Oh, oh! Did you watch? Did you watch uh, Sharp the other day in tra- Transvestite Sharp? I didn't. I, I heard it. Oh. it was good. I love. I um, love. I love Sean Bean. Listen, um, you will love him even more. In fact, you will. <laughs> I had. To, I was in a hotel. And I had to take out the Do Not Disturb uh, sign. You know, those Do Not Disturb signs. Might as well say wanking. I'm wanking. Yeah, wanking now. <laughs> And they don't always mean that, do they? But yeah, I know you mean. Well, they might as well say, then they may, they possibly mean, wanking, possibly wanking or making love. <laughs> yeah, possibly wanking or making or, or yeah. mutual wanking if you're doing it with. I, they also could mean fuck off, maid. Seriously, the door's locked for a reason. <laughs> well, that's that also. I, the reason is I've been fucking doing a night shoot, or I've been, I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't want to get up yet. No, that's true. <laughs> fuck off, maid. I had, I, I basically I had mine on. Also, I think. That, I feel bad for the workforce because I think they well, come I always in, they're so eager. If I was, and this is probably why I'm not in the service industry, I'd think, thank fuck, that's another one I don't have to clean mm. up today. But I get this horrible feeling, it's probably not true, that they can't go home until they're all done. And mm. then I start feeling guilty, but that can't be true. No, I, put, do not, no I said, because I also, all I, have to do, I, I make my bed anyway, even, it's my, even if I'm in a hotel, I make the bed and I tidy up. Yeah. So oh. there's no point, you know, and um, so yeah, so. So that I was watching the, the Sean Bean. It was it was trem- it was tremendous. Oh, uh, I must get. I think it, it'll be on iPlay, won't it? It is the be- one of the best oh, things I've it? seen. And then I turned over to bloody. I don't want to slag off comedians. No, well, you're gonna. <laughs> but I turned over to to the Rob Brydon show. All oh, right. And what bothered me about that is that here are two people, him and Ma- Michael McIntyre, and they're oh, on okay. there, and they're going on about like, okay, this is a recession. On it's, uh, it's an era era of austerity and poor and whatever. We feel and, it as much as anyone. Of course we do. Because we're not selling out O2s. Exactly. <laughs> and they're selling out O2s, and they're talking about. It, and they're going so. So, I've got Michael McIntyre. So, you've met Prince Charles, haven't you? He goes, yes, I have met Prince Charles, and he's very funny. He's a very funny man. He goes, he's a very funny man. These impressions um, are so bad, I don't know which one's which. doesn't matter. 
one slightly Welsh, I, he goes, oh, well, he's, he's got big hands. And he goes, yeah, he's got very big hands. I told him a joke, actually, one of my jokes from my things. And my joke was this, and he tells his joke, and he's like, oh, my God, shall I do it for you now? Shall I do it for you? Go on, then do the joke. Hey, he he was like, these impressions sounds like your dad met Tommy Boyd from yeah. Whack-A-Day. <laughs> Um, that, would, yeah. that would be a good meeting. That would be brilliant. Who? Who? Well, they... This well, actually, I'm... Yeah. Oh, oh Wackaday, yeah. Well, actually, I'm quite big in talk radio. Yeah. Is he still in talk radio? Uh, I think he is. He had his own station. Why am I doing your dad's voice now? He had his own... I was interviewed by an internet radio station that he was very heavily involved in. I think he was quite early into that. He's all for... I think he gets sacked a lot. I think he does say things that he shouldn't, and right. he's one of those, you know, lives off of his opinion. I think he's quite good at it. Yeah. I don't think he used to be, I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm sure he's out there somewhere. Um, I got obsessed with our old obsession, Keith Skews, recently. Yeah, is he back on the radio? He, saw, never, he never left, apparently. And I suddenly remembered him the other day. Um, I was mentioned on something, um, and then I remembered that lots of people already knew about him because John Peel said a lot about him in a documentary once. Ah. And that's what he... John Peel, when he would leave his radio station to drive home to... He lived in... Did he live in Norfolk? Or somewhere like that, wasn't it? Yeah. He would drive home listening to either promo tapes from bands... Or Keith Skews. Or Keith Skews, because he said it was so relaxing and odd. But didn't he used to do his... In the end, he used to do it from his house, didn't he? He's yeah, radio yeah he's, I think he still does. He's still going. There's a website. No, I mean John Peel. He does. Oh, John Peel. He's yeah. not still Oh, this was uh, this was quite a while ago. This John Peel documentary. I like the time when he cried when he listened to Teenage Kicks. Yes, yeah, I it's think very it, touching. Yeah, yeah, it was what a, a lovely man. Yeah, he was brilliant. But also, listen to Keith Skews out there. It formed us uh, from the age of about sixteen onwards. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm now describing a town somewhere in the eastern counties. Uh, it's got a yellow. Door in the in one of the shops. Two churches. Two churches and a telephone box on the right of the mall. And the very old-fashioned way of crossing the railroad that has no gate. And so I've got a phone call here. Where now. am I? Where am I? <laughs> phone call. No, I'm not in Prestatin. Uh, who's next? And it that was, is and not in the Eastern Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be, that's Keep going. It would go on for days. That competition. It would. We, and okay, I'll give you a little bit more. There are three <laughs> telephone boxes. One of which is red. And and the, where am I? The telephone number ends with seven. <laughs> number seven. Where am I? <laughs> um, I never... Yes, and then there was, no, there was no prize either, was there? No. I think maybe you got to choose what record you wanted on, because he was quite, had quite a strict playlist. What about the innocent days where you'd be happy with a mug and a T-shirt or a frisbee? It still happened. I think, I think it's gone back that way a little bit. But, you know, but you look at, look at something like Saturday Superstore. Yeah. I just wanted one of those frisbees with yeah, Saturday yeah. Superstore. Well, I mean, in the old, before that, pre-us, really, when we were very little... Swap shop, there weren't even prizes. You get to give away something to get something back. So, But you got your name on telly, which was got a big deal then. Yeah. Your Nowadays you can, all you need to do is text a number and you'll get your name on That screen. bothers me. I, I Tweeting during... They've stopped doing that now on BBC Breakfast, which yeah, is good. Yeah, well, what they have done, though, if you've seen any of uh, Channel 4's new show, 4-7... No, I haven't seen that So yet. it's a good idea. You get to watch all of the shows that have been on all week. But between every show, they do just show a load of tweets about the shows that are on. And it's very odd. Well, she's obsessed with it. Who's she? Jay Hunt, and the control of the... In, in, in a good way, because it's a form of now... Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, I just don't know. I don't know no, it's a good. I, I think it's quite good, because you get an immediate response from the audience, whereas you didn't have it before. You get a very selected response. Yeah. I'm sure they don't put them up ones that say, this programme's shit. No, they? they probably don't put those Quite ones. right, I mean, which I'm glad for, because otherwise that could happen to every show on well, that probably, Yeah, exactly, yeah. Bad enough That'd be you. awful, wouldn't it, if in the ad break, and I show you're in, it went... Oh, like Reese Thomas is shit in this. You Listen, know? They, oh, don't put that on your own channel. I'm, I'm so used to that. People, yeah, you're used to people thinking it, but not tweeting on television. Um, so yeah, Check this is still recording. Yep. Okay. So where were we up to? We've only done. We've only done 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So how was? What sort of character are you playing in MI High? I play a character called. <laughs> <laughs> I play a character called Jimmy Jubbly. Yes. Right. <laughs> listen, listen, look. Uh, it was really fun. I'm not saying I'm just saying I can play character with Jimmy Jubbly. Yeah, but you look a bit embarrassed. I'm not saying you don't need to be. I'm embarrassed. Not, look, no, it's fine. I'm not embarrassed. They were lovely people. Not listen. I really. There were such. I met. There were lovely people. See, BBC people are lovely. They're I've worked lovely. with them a lot this year, and they're good. They're good, and also, and I put. So I'm a bit like Jamie Oliver, and I come into a school with this new drink called Jubbly Aid. Right. And the idea is I want to make kids healthy, 
And uh, but there's a little twist. Oh, it's not healthy. Well, you have to watch. You have to watch it. <laughs> okay. In, 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 oh, I can't you have to wait. watch it. And uh, give us a heads up on that one. Rhys. I'll give you a heads up. It's sometime next year. <laughs> And uh, see if you can spot me. And what I think people don't get is, though, because people say, how are you doing? But they don't do it now. Years, a few years ago, they would have said, oh, kids telling you. Now everyone does it, especially comedy people. And also, what people don't realise is, the crew and the producers and everything is exactly the same as doing any adult show. This is, uh, this is, this is, from, the main, this is from the people who make spooks. There you so go. Exactly. It's basically baby spooks. Yeah. Like, like Sarah Jane Adventures is baby And it's Dr. so Who. freeing to do kids' stuff. They just have fun. They can't swear, but then... That's no, I, it's basically, on, the, on this programme, right, I didn't realise, but because there's a lot of like, young kids in it, they have to... The, 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 control, the people who make the programme... Oh, hang on a second. Oh. He's gone. He's gone. I don't know why he's gone. He's gone on the other side. He's going. He's gone. He's going to his front door. He's gone in the front door. I hope he's coming back. I don't know why he's coming back. I don't know why he's gone in, rather. I hope he is coming back. Perhaps he's suddenly had the need to uh, urinate. Or maybe his uh, baby senses have called him in realise that his children are crying or something I, I've no idea what he's doing, there was no explanation there was there, but um, thanks again Sally for the uh, paper people, they're really good, I started making one of mine and then I saw your note and realised that I should use sticky back plastic, or no no double sided tape uh, to make it rather than glue because glue is a bit messy um, I wish I could remember your twitter name maybe I should look it up while we're here give you a proper shout out um, uh, it's still recording and Reese isn't here God, it makes you realise how bo- it makes me realise how boring I am when I'm sat here on my own talking into the uh, into the phone. We're still recording on a phone, by the way. Um, I think it sounds much better. Well, you've sent us lots of questions. That's good. We'll answer those in a moment. If Reese comes back, which I don't know if he is, oh, his front door's still open. Um, yeah, I wish I could tell you more about the work I'm about to start doing because it's very exciting. Um, but I can't really. But I will soon talk to you about that sort of thing. Um, how are you all doing out there? I'm going to open up my uh, can of Red Stripe. I'm drinking Red Stripe again, even though I'm a bit hungover today. And it's a, a birthday party last night, which was, I didn't stay too late, so, but um, I still drank too much beer. But they excitingly had Red Stripe on tap. Um, first got my taste for Red Stripe. Um, years ago, we used to go to a nightclub called The Pink Toothbrush in Rayleigh which was the only um, sort of indie club or club that played half-decent music in the whole of my era of Essex. I think it's quite well-known, actually. I think Oasis played there, and when I used to go there, Africa and Barter played, all sorts of good people. It was where play, uh, bands like the Human League started and bands like that, but they used to serve red, cans of Red Stripe, and it was the best of a bad lot, drinks-wise, because it was quite snake-bitey in there, that sort of thing, not... But, and it was the cheapest. It used to be about two pounds a can or a pound a can or something. I used to drink loads of that. And it was a good mix of people in there. Uh, I was a bit a Brit, of a Brit poppy type, us and me and my gang. And there were loads of sort of people that were still hanging on to the Nirvana thing and the metal thing. But it was a good bunch of people. Um, <laughs> this is so boring. Um, but that's where I got the taste of Red Stripe. Uh, I am going to go and see what Reese is doing and I will be back. Hello, Reese is now coming back out. Uh, I paused there. This now may be now may be two podcasts because unless I stitch them together. Hello, what happened? The baby. Oh, the baby. I, I've stopped it and then I've just started it again. So I think this is now going to be two podcasts instead of one because I don't know how to stitch them together. So that's okay. I can stitch them together on the computer if I have time. Um, how is the baby? Is it okay? Mm. Good. Good. Just needed a. Um you know, a bit of a feed. Yes, yes. A bit of milk. Um, I got bored of my own voice after a while. I'm talking my own, so I stopped it. Um, <laughs> yes, where were we? Mm. I can't remember. Do you have a line Shall there? we answer some questions? Yes, I think I was talking about... Oh, Jimmy Jubbly. Oh, you were talking about Jim, Jimmy, Jim Jubbly. <laughs> yes, that's Jimmy Jubbly. Jimmy Jubbly. <laughs> um, let's answer some questions for the, you have kindly tweeted us. Let me have a look for them on Twitter... Okay. Thanks I'll, for sending I'll these, by the way. I'll go on. Do this first. Go oh, on. My, uh, my, my, uh, my, 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 Freddie Mercury, do- my Freddie Mercury documentary that yes. I've made 
is going to be, this is the first, I don't know if I can say this, I think I can say it, it's going to be on Imagine on BBC One. Oh, fantastic. I think they liked it, so they put it on Imagine. Did they, does, BBC One. Does that mean you have to insert loads of shots of Alan Yentob into it now? Nodding. Uh, he has to do, he has to, <laughs> no, he has to just, he does an introduction at the beginning. Oh, a bit like Jeremy Vine does on uh, Panorama. Yes, and then it's the film. He's done cool. it before, like he did it with like the George, the yeah, film no, with George I, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. So he just go, Alan Yentob here, hello, and the programme is about da da da, and that's it. Yeah. So that's I, very good. We didn't think it'd be on. I thought BBC Two, possibly, definitely not BBC One, mm. it's, and it is because it's at half past ten, probably, in October. Talking of documentaries, um, have you seen our friend Paddy on lots of the news today? Who's that? You know Paddy. Um, he is. He's made uh, loads of Wonderlands in the past. He made the Jews on a cruise, really yeah, good ones. Yeah. He's the guy that's made this Ian Brady documentary that's on on Monday. That all the news has been about today. Oh, is that where it's Yeah, it's been really weird seeing him on news, on loads of news channel, channels and stuff, talking about the, this supposed letter and stuff. Have you heard about this this Jimmy Savile documentary mm. that's coming out? Yes, yeah. When's that on? And they, they still won't say whether it will or will not be on, because apparently it's still being made. But um, that's interesting, isn't it? How, have they kept, how has it been kept secret so long? Apparently they were about to... They, it was an investigation that was going on while he was still alive. And then he died before it came oh my to goodness. anything. Yeah, and the people. This is only from news reports. The people that were going to testify or had made claims um, still wanted it to be known. You know, because he's been sort of almost deified since he's died. Because I mean, allegedly, alleged. It's allegedly. He's dead. He's <laughs> yeah, but they were saying he was involved in that school in ah, yeah, that home yeah. in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was telling me that it, when he used to come to Scotland, people would basically, he had to, somewhere in Scotland he was just going to stay and do some kind of shows or whatever, and everyone would say, no, we're, we don't live anywhere near our... Really? Yeah. Well, this is all... There's a lot of rumours about... When I've heard a lot of rumours about oh, Jimmy Savile, about all different sorts of things. Um, and, yeah, who knows? Necrophilia. All sorts of things, yeah. Which, sound, to me, I, sounds nonsense. Yeah, it's a, be a very... <laughs> I mean... I don't think there are many... If he's a paedophile, he prob- I reckon you could probably discount the other one. But let those two things go together. But, um, yeah, it's fucking horrific, isn't it? If, it, if, it, if that does come out... And all these years... It, and then you think a job will fix it. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the fact that you... I mean, a lot of people... But do that, that. that's the place in the Isle of Wight they were talking about. Um, he said he'd never visited it. And then, not long after that, pictures came out of him there visiting it years ago. Isle of Wight or Jersey? Uh, was it Jersey or the Isle of Wight? I've got... Oh, maybe, well, maybe I'm getting the two places confused. It was... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's not go into Jimmy Savile. Jesus. You never know what you'd find inside Jimmy Savile. Um, that's right. what, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're going to do Girls or boys? Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Young girls. Well, they're not young anymore. Okay. These are all the things. Okay. Squiddy UK on Twitter, asks us, what is the best live comedy event you've attended? I can answer that straight away. It won't be yours, because you were in it, and it was the Fast Show Live. Oh. Uh, the first time round, when they were at the Hammersmith Apollo? Is that right? Yeah. Or the Hammersmith, whatever it is. It was one, yeah, possibly the best live comedy thing I've ever seen. Because it didn't hold back on expense, or anything never made it massive. Nev- they never really made any money. I'm not surprised. They were chucked everything at that. The clearing of music alone must have been a fortune. Yeah. Uh, it was brilliant, really, really good. I did, I did enjoy, I did enjoy Little Britain live. When I, I saw never it. saw it live. That was I saw it on good. TV, and I did enjoy. Um, oh, I know another one that. I could and say. I did enjoy Legal Gentleman live. The other one I could say I saw live was the Man Who Thinks He's It, Steve Coogan tour. Ah, oh. was brilliant. That was really good. I think that was his best one. His last one was really good too, but it was something about that tour. It was um, Partridge was at the height, although it's bigger now probably than it ever was. I saw Jimmy Jones and Chaz and Dave. Did you? I <laughs> both did. Yeah, that was quite... Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in all the wrong ways. Yeah. And well, I Chaz saw, and Dave were good. Jimmy Jones, I'm not so sure about. And I saw Bernard Manning. Uh, did you come and see that? I did, yeah. He was awful. Awful. You didn't... You weren't so bothered about him until he had to go to Freddie Mercury. Yeah. You kind of took it all in your stride, all of his horrible hate, until he had to go... Freddie, and then you, I, could I remember see him it. saying he went. Freddie Mercury died doing up the arse, and he spat. He went yeah, fucking queer and he spat. I it thought, was, oh. I was, it was shocking actually. So you always hear what he's like uh, live in front of these sort of people, and I never really, really thought he was that bad. Just no, but the jokes. Okay, so his racist jokes 
were done in a way that wasn't it was kind of like joke. It was like even though it was wrong, he wasn't. It wasn't like it was a hatred. It was like a taking. Well, the there were points of. where he, he's there was a, when he got he got an Asian guy on stage, yeah. shook his hand. And then, then to wipe it. turned it to wipe it and spat on the floor again. He did a lot of spitting on the floor. And I also remember uh, Bernard Manning, this is uh, a weird thing, that he went on about Alex Ferguson for 20 minutes with no jokes, like he was losing his mind. Also, that Jimmy Jones, um, Taz and Dave one, uh, we, it was, when was that, about seven years ago, something like that? I um, went to the bus. We'd been on TV a bit, in films a bit. I went to the bar and it was You'd quite... You'd been in I'd been in film. I'd been in one film, I think. I um I went to the bar to get everyone a drink, and uh, this skinhead bloke was looking. It was quite. Do you remember it was quite BNP? It was, it was BNP. a bit weird. And this bloke looks at me, and I thought, oh, he's recognised me from something. And this is the oddest way someone has mentioned to me they recognise me. He went, "You, you were in a film, you cunt." And I, went, <laughs> and I didn't know what to tell him. Yes, he went, nah, just walked off. <laughs> terrifying that was that gig. Really terrifying. Though that what's the best one though out of those? Do you think? Because it wasn't to be Jones. <laughs> I would say Far Show, for me. I, I'd say League of Gentlemen Live. Good art. There you go, Squidgy UK. Hope that answers your question. This is from Beely on Twitter. Hello, Beely. Reese, This is for you, Reese. Brian May and Jesse J at the Olympics closing ceremony. Well, Brian May and Any, Taylor. Uh, well, let's say Queen. He's, yeah. Uh, well, no, he's asking... It's his question. He's saying Brian May and Jesse J uh, at the Olympics closing ceremony. Any opinions? See, I didn't see the whole show, right? You were so, away. I was away, but I saw that bit. And I was semi-involved, semi-involved, mm. only in... I knew it was. I knew they were doing it for a while, because I'd been at some meetings, because they've done this show with Adam Lambert, right, and I was at some production meetings, because they, they asked me about, about doing some video right. things for the screen, which I did, and they said there was... That's when I found out they were going to do the AO thing with Freddie Mercury. Right, right. So I had, to, I had to get all the tapes of him doing AO. Right. Because the idea was, on the original video that you see live at Wembley, it cuts to lots, you know, lots of the crowd and everything, and so... Basically, that's just have it with Freddie on his own. So I had to find the tapes and give them to him. I see. So I was partly involved. You, you lent them a video. I lent them a video. <laughs> it wasn't my video to lend, but... I still haven't seen it properly. I've heard not great things about the whole thing, but... I, I listen, well, listen. Like Closing ceremonies are never as good as opening ceremonies. No, also, they they, they had a tough act to follow, and it was a different yeah. thing. I, the only disappointing thing was that they, they had... A lot of people were miming... Uh, so call, what do they call it? Uh, singing to track. Singing to track. Where they're half singing, but they've got their a pre-recorded version. But 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 the the the, the basically the problem is is it how you can't rely on live. No. You never know no. it's going to go well. And you want it to look smooth and good. So I I don't I I I, I sympathise with the, the organisers having to do that. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I didn't think it was. I I only what from what I saw of it, I thought it was really fun. It, I, I I had a funner time. That's not a real word. I had a better time. I went and saw Blur live. Oh, yes. Specials, New Order. And Blur were actually brilliant. And the, the thing you've always said about Damon Alban is his voice is gone. And he'd, I think he'd had a lot of lessons because it was potentially their last gig and it was a Olympics thing. He was singing perfectly. But he did say, he didn't say, he, when he, he said, see, didn't he say, he rather say good goodbye, he said good night. Yes, and yeah, I think that they, they, they went so well, I think they'll do more. But the weird thing was, right at the end, I actually sort of view as I ever always do when Queen appears anywhere. If they finished, they finished in Universal after doing some good songs, and then there was a screen that closed in front of them, a TV screen that had Blur written on it on a blue background. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly, that screen had had the sports on all day. Mm-hmm. It just, the Blur thing disappeared, and it cut to Brian May playing guitar in his big coat. His big coat, With yeah, his mate. badger and fox on the, on the sides. Yeah, and, and also on the back of the coat, he had the, the Queen uh, crest redesigned with different animals that are endangered right, on the right. back. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, 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 um, I just thought it was quite. I, it's not always nice to see Queen on stage doing live you things. Love them, yeah. I love them. They seem very good to me. I just would say they, they just they, they, the worst person. I can imagine much worse. Yeah. Also, they, they, they had. I didn't know Jesse Jade been on it a few times before. So mm. it's a shame they had to use some people twice, and it's a shame they didn't have the Rolling cheap, Stones. That. They didn't. Have the, they couldn't get the Rolling Stones or mm. David Bowie. Or anyway, it's a shame they couldn't have all those. But people. it was that thing of lots of people kept saying, "Where were these people? And where were these people?" And you think, well, they probably just said no. Oh, they're on tour. Yeah, you know, a lot it's... of people didn't want to do it because of they, like uh, Noel Gallagher didn't want to do it because it wasn't he wanted to sing live. Queen were yeah, the only yeah. band who who didn't sign, who didn't play, who did play live. Yeah, and also, yeah, well, they've played bigger, haven't they? I mean, it's big, but they've played just as big before. Yeah, yeah. They, they're used to it. I hope that answers your question, B. Lee. Um, 
Do you enjoy the Olympics? Uh, this isn't a question. Did you enjoy the Olympics, though, the whole thing? I, I, I really did enjoy it. It, it was really, I, I, For me, it was uh, an eye-opener. I'm not a fan of sport, mm. but it made you feel... I, I actually, I, Basically, my problem was I cried every time someone won a gold medal. <laughs> nice. And they interviewed somebody. Mm. It was like, really touching. For me, it was the dressage was my favourite thing. And that lovely, brilliant girl who did um, kick... Not kickboxing. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. From Wales. And she clearly went, fuck, when she won <laughs> the semi-final. My favourite moment is uh, the 10,000 metres of Mofar, which is an obvious choice, but... His training partner, the American guy. What a lovely man! He seems so. He's called Puck or something. Yeah. I can't remember his name. But when he crossed crossed the line, Mo Farah, he was in silver place. The American guy, right behind him. And when they did a slow motion shot of the in front of Mo's face coming towards camera, you can see the guy as he crosses the line going, Mo. Oh. You think you just won silver medal, and all you can think about is congratulating. No, I thought that was friend. a very was well, that, that, that shows that shows you. The amateur sport, people doing it for themselves, not being paid a load of money. It just gives you... It makes, it makes me... Well, Mo gets paid quite well. No, I know what I'm saying. I know that. What I'm saying is, you look at something like football and how highly paid it's, it is. Uh, it, just, does, the, it does put that to shame. The Premiership starts this weekend and I'm, I'm actually going to watch a match tomorrow. I'm, go, uh, I'm going to see West Ham play Aston Villa tomorrow. But, yeah, I didn't even know it was coming. And the thought of it isn't exciting me as much as it normally would because it's been... We've had a lot of sport, but... Um, but we, yeah, know, we did so well in it. I mean, we did, it was amazing that we did that well. And yeah, as I say, like every time we, even that the nice, the lovely little, the lovely diver, you see that talent mm. in people, like just yeah, on yeah. their own, without. And they're not paid. They're not paid. They're not. Well, some of them are paid nothing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, paid, but, well, some of them don't are paid less than nothing because they, the guy that won the shooting, uh, the British guy, had his funding pulled last year. He was working off no money. Um, okay. Anyway, that was a side question that I asked. Zara Z- Zafra cake, Zafar cakes. Sorry, Zafar cakes says, "Who's better, Channel Four or the BBC?" And can you tell us more about why to avoid Mark Lamar? I've done that before. I'm Mark Lamar's well again. covered. Um, Who's better, Channel Four or the BBC? That's a tough one. Depends what you're talking about. I do like Channel Four. I like the BBC, but um, at the moment, I would say I don't. I say Channel, Channel Four. Channel Four's winning comedy-wise. And BBC's winning drama-wise. Yeah, I don't think they're in. I don't think they consider themselves direct competition with each other. Weirdly, no. But like drama on Channel Four has always been really good. Yeah, yeah. I and, just and think that the BBC drama at the moment is doing very, very well. well. I, I was just talking about the accused the other day. Mm. But um, yeah, cha- without Channel Four, you wouldn't necessarily have a lot of those people who, who are on the BBC now. Well, they're celebrating it at the moment, aren't they? This funny fortnight yeah. thing. Um, and God, there's some good stuff on tonight. They're um, uh, this won't be out tonight, so I can't say go and watch it. But they're showing the Clive Anderson talks back that had um, Peter Cook on. That is brilliant. That's on in its entirety tonight. Bra- they're doing brass riot jam as well. Is going to be on. They had week- Weekenders was on last night, yep. which is brilliant. The Vic and Bob thing. And there's some new stuff. I had my girlfriend's produced actually a new Vic and Bob show that's on next week. I, I look forward to that. Called Lucky Sexy Winners. It's very funny. I saw the record. Yeah, it's I really think good. I think at the moment with BBC, I'd say. You know, I think you know, BBC. I you know it is basically. I never, I'd never watch ITV. No one ever does. No, you know, what, it, it, always, it used to be that ITV was the main channel, and it would be you know the days of Cracker and Prime Suspect are long gone. Mm. And I think ITV's comedy and drama is completely fucked. Yeah, I mean drama. They they do have things like Benadorm, which is sort of they they still do all right with comedy drama. I think. Yeah, but they do one. Um, Benadorm yeah. was one, in, and, and that's it. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. So the, there's no answer to it. But I think they're on even keel. I think they're on even keel. And it sometimes goes one way and sometimes goes another, I think, doesn't it? And also, you've got to bring Sky into this. Sky are doing some brilliant stuff at the moment. So it's like, it's like I felt the same. I slightly feel the same about that mid-morning matters when I saw that. I thought, oh, I want to see Alan Partridge being Alan Partridge doing well, all the things. Yeah, I mean, the, um, and the stuff they've made... Because the, mid-morning matters I've seen already all online. So it's weird that that's on Sky. But the, the two specials they did were really good, but they drew heavily from the book that I've already read. So there was a lot of stuff in there that I'd already kind of knew about a bit. But I love Robert Popper. Did you see the thing that he did, Robert Popper hosting? It was like a local... That was funny. Yeah, that was really good. That's worth watching. Um, no, I, I, I watched that thing about the, the school gates thing. And, uh, uh, and also, they're not aimed at us, you see. So we're not well, some of them are. I they're mean, very well made, and it's good they're doing loads of comedy. I think that... The, it, but it's mainly aimed at, it's mainly aimed at not, not us. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see more things aimed at us. I think they will rather be. Rather than just... I don't know what you mean by us, though. 
Sorry. <laughs> I mean, what I mean is, it's like it's it's very main. It's like it's very BBC One. On Sky One, it is, but not on Atlantic so much. Atlantic's a bit different. Yeah, they've got Veep on there, which I quite enjoy. It's not it's in the loop, and it's not. It's not as good. But still, all right. If I'd never seen the other two, and also Game of Thrones stuff like that, I mean, they're imports, but they're very good. Although I'm not in Game of Thrones anymore. Um, okay, so that's not really an answer, but it's unanswerable. Bark pamphlet. Hello, Bark pamphlet. As millionaire thespians, you'll both be au fait with Sky Plus. What programmes do you have on Series Link? That's a good question. Um, Last bit, one big one I had was. Um, Oh, what was it called? Um, I've got Angelos on <laughs> Series Link, but yep. that's not. That's, I like it. I've got it on, I've got it on Series Link, I, but I haven't seen any of them yet. Um, terribly. <laughs> Sorry, I saw the man. first one. I saw the first one. You're a busy man. Um, I weirdly. Oh, what is it? I Sky Plus. Oh, I Sky Plus. Um, the, the Sky Plus I haven't watched. I can list the cafe on Sky One. I've still got Plus, but haven't watched. Um, and I, what have you got? What have you got, Sky Plus? Uh, Wallander. Oh, okay. The yeah, English yeah. one, which is very good. Um, I Sky Plus, um, Andrew Marr. Mm-hmm. I've still got five from 2006 to watch. Bloody hell. No, 2009. <laughs> um, um, I Sky Plus, Question Time. I series I, Link. Series Link. I've got, yeah, I do Series Link to those kind of things. I don't really because they're on so often. Mm. I don't even like even it's now weird, even, even now series link is out of date. It is. Well, I also Sky. I have um, Virgin, which you can still do it with, but I don't get Sky Atlantic. So anything that I series link would probably be on Sky Atlantic, and I just watch it on my computer for fifteen pounds yeah, uh, yeah. a month or whatever yeah, it costs. Yeah. So I di- I would have series linked um, Veep, and I would have series linked uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I didn't, I couldn't, and I didn't need to because it was available online. There you go. So, and there's lots of other shows that I watch. Next in other question. Ways. Next question. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Bart Pamphlet. <laughs> Do you trim these like, little boring bits in the middle? No, I don't trim anything. Uh, this is going to be two, by the way, I think, because yeah, I stopped when you went in. Uh, from Chili John, which celebrity reality TV show is acceptable, and which would you go on if paid enough? Um, I like Celebrity Mastermind, which you're on. Don't, really don't get same, paid. Um, you've been on that. Goes to you? charity. Yeah. Got well, a high set of score. I don't really watch many of them anymore. I was asked to do strictly uh, dark, uh, ice skating. Thing. Mm. I didn't even do it. I didn't do that. I didn't even. That's quite yet. a big one. It's probably one of the biggest, isn't it? That and I think it's too much time commitment. Would you do the one that isn't ice skating, the just dancing? No, 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 no. It's too much time. Yeah. I was, I, I, they wanted me to do that thing called the games, that kind of running thing mm. on Channel Four. Mm. They asked me about that. That's quite short, that isn't it? That's not. I didn't want to do that either. I, I mean, don't blame you. I'm not really into all that. Um, I would have. I'd like to go on um, a cooking one because I think I could cook. What kind of? Cooking but not one? just to be on telly. Yeah, what's so, it called? The so, Celebrity Master. Oh yeah, and the Bake Off thing they asked me to the do. Bake Off. The, mm, won't do that either. I've never even seen technical. that. That's technical. That's tough work. That one. I like. I, do you, know you, I get like off, you get offered quite a lot of them, though, don't you? I'd quite like to do. I'd quite like to do the Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Thing. I'd do that. You have to be fun. super famous for that one. Though. I know they're quite big, aren't they? We're well, not super yeah. famous, but they're big. I'd like to do that. That would be fun. Big names. Um, yeah, I think that I would like to go on Celebrity Chef, please. Tiny House Neil, Vic or Bob? Discuss. Both. I'm not answering that. Both. Both. No, there's no or there. They're both actually very good in their own right as well. I'm not saying that they always have to be together. But oh, they're brilliant. They're not, I, I can't say both. That. I can't say that. It'd be like saying which one of your children is best. <laughs> which one of your children is best? Uh, both, 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 both. Oh, he's asked another question. Greedy. Tony House Neil. This time... Oh, he's, he's, he's quantifying the question. He's putting a caveat in. This time I'm not looking for dirt to be dished. I just want you to talk about the brilliance of Reeves and Mortimer for an hour and a half. Right, we can do. I've got one from, from Bob Mortimer. Oh, have you? Well, this could answer your question, <laughs> Tony House Neil. Okay. What did Bob Mortimer say? He's got the crisscross security laser beam rigs really exist. Yes, they do. Do they? No, I don't know. They must do. Like in Entrapment. Entrapment and all of those for Charlie's Angels has one, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that you don't... But you don't really see them. Do, are, they, do, are they visible? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I've been through one for a film. In a real a spoof one. of Charlie's Angels and all of those things. And they were... You couldn't see them, and then you could when you sprayed stuff on them. Right. So that, that can happen. So they do the idea of making a laser the appear... crisscross ones. Well, yeah, I don't know. They must do. They're all nearly always based in some sort of reality. <laughs> it's a question. funny good question. There you go. That's why they're both very good. OK, here's um, one. Um, but to talk more about Rizzo Mortimer, yeah, their show's on next week, so watch that. They're brilliant. Oh, my, for me, my first ever laugh I ever properly had was, um, are you hungry? Do you want some salt? <laughs> it was from... Uh, Smell of that, the best it? thing. I, to this, still, the best thing they've ever done. Never mind shooting stars. Even never, even the big night out. Nothing beats smell of reason Mortimer series one and two, mm-hmm. particularly series two. It was like it was so good. Mm, really it was good. still the funniest thing. And you know what? None of it is dated at all. It's timeless. Not at all. No, no. They don't. Even, and they still look. Like it still looks like it was made now. It doesn't look. It looks brilliant. Br- and they, uh, they spent a lot been, of money on it. That that thing of just having a big white psych background and minimal stuff in it. It's so used now by everyone as well. It's sort of ah. Oh, it's no one best. really did that before them either. And all the parodies and mm. uh, that that is that is the best for me. The best ever television program ever. The funniest program of all time. It's Smell of Reason Mortimer. Agreed. I, even that, that, do you remember we did Bang Bang It's Reason Water and we yeah. we would basically we we uh, I spent most of the time in this desk as a homunculus oh, yeah. in, in pants and then originally I was supposed to talk and I did it one week and I had to go Ron Barba I want Ron Barba or something right and then they said well, look we always run out of time and they finish too late to do my speechy bits yeah and I said don't worry we'll do them next week and we'll kind of like just drop them all in we never en- ended up doing them right and um, so I was just this kind of like pointless person under a desk but do you remember that we watched the VTs and we were in Edinburgh one year and we got to see we win some bits of it, you see. And we'd already shot the uh, VT stuff VTs. on location, hadn't they, before? Yeah, and we were staying in a place with Alan Mark from Channel X, who ran, who ran, who produced the series. And so we had all the tapes to watch. And the funniest thing is the thing when they turn up and they try to get out the car doors. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember the bit where the, where the um, my monkeys... Yeah, who all look, look after them when they're gone. Yeah, that and was then, Charlie Hicks doing that. Uh, when the windscreen wipers <laughs> went and the boot flew in the car, yeah. that music And, and everyone exploded. had died, an egg fell out of their mouth. <laughs> Bob's a bit obsessed with boiled eggs. I suppose they both are, but Bob's got a very big obsession with boiled eggs. Um, you got you got more questions? I've got more questions. I've run out now. That's all of my questions. Um, OK. I wonder if Bob actually listens to this. Um, Probably not. It does. Hello, Reese. How do you go about Who's writing this? your Who's film speaking? scripts? Who's speaking? Oh, this is called uh, Blue Crayon. Blue Crayon. Oh, he's asked a question 77. Before. Hello, Reese. How do you go about writing your film scripts? What kind of planning and outline do you do first? Well, um... Idea first, surely. Idea first. The Big thing idea. I'm writing now, Cherry... Your hair's gone bonkers. Oh, it's bonkers. gone bonkers. <laughs> you have to basically spend a long time doing the outline. That's the most important thing. Our, like, that's where all the work comes. Yes. And then you basically write in the dialogue, sort of fills in the gaps. But without that, if you, I don't think you can actually start from scratch and just go, I'm going to write a film script. You're very good at, um, as is Steve Burge at this, the high concept idea, which is you have it formed... You have an, a really good, strong idea formed, and that is a one, a really good one line, or almost in a Hollywood way. You sort of say, "It's this one. A man does this in in this place," and you're quite good at that. I think I'm quite struggle with that. I can fill in the blanks later. I can write dialogue and stuff like yeah. that, but I spend months trying to get that first idea. Well, I'm about, I've just finished. Well, I'm Steve Burge tosses them away. He just, literally just has hundreds of them. Yeah, I've got. If we were a bit, if we were like Tony Jordan, if we were mm. that successful, if, if you get one idea off the ground, basically, I've got like, I've got like, like so many that you know, you go like, oh, I'd love to do that, I'd love to do that, I'd love to do that, I'd love to do that. It's just having the, you never, it's finding it's choosing the right one, and sticking at it. Or it's also it? having the break to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I had one thing, they, I would say, if I, I've got enough ideas, if they, if all of them came off, that I wouldn't, have, I'd find that I'd be able to do. That take a, that would take yeah, about ten yeah. years of ideas, but none of them have come off. Yet, so it's idea properly. first, idea then, first, and then everything else next. I'm just going to check via the uh, hashtag TNWPod if you want to send them in. Um, oh, here we go. Here's one that you may or may not have because it's been sent to me. I think. Um, oh no, it's loads I've missed. Look at this. Look, loads of any plans to bring back Manabu Man? No. <laughs> from Lizzie Costa. <laughs> These are the one answer questions. Here's one from Boyt Reynolds. 
if you both get trapped in a sweet shop and had to eat the sweets to survive, which ones do you eat first? That's a good question. Do you go for ones that you dislike first and save yourself the good ones? I'm going to go for my favourites, and I would say lemon, sherbet lemon bonbons. Are your favourite or your worst? From a proper sweet shop. If it was like... They're not necessarily my absolute favourite, but they're so hard to get hold of in most sweet shops. My favourite sweets are uh, cough candy, not aniseed twist. Yeah, That's no one's favourite. My favourite. We love cough candy. You know what we had? We went to Scotland for New Year a couple of years ago. Me and our friend Glyn bought shitloads of iron brew sweets. They were like uh, boiled can boiled sweets. They were they? that sort yeah. of type, but iron brew, chewy middle. They were fucking delicious. Yeah, I like I like something that lasts long. We both like sweets. We both like sweets. Uh, like I'd, go, I'd go for them, and I, I, I'm not. But the, the banana ones I like. But nah, they're sick. yeah, I know the ones you mean. I'm not a big fan of shrimps. Those sorts I like of shrimps. I like shrimps. I like. Sour sweets. I like sour sweets. Uh, you like tr- I like really tough, chewy sweets. You know, like um, gummy ones. Yeah, like yeah. straws, those sorts of things. Chocolate-based sweets aren't good from a pick and mix. Are they? Never, it's never no, good chocolate. It's bad chocolate, and it's a bit off. It's got that cloudiness. It's got the cloudiness. That's not it. Good. The cloudy it's chocolate. It's not individually wrapped. Um, I've got another one. Is it from Christopher Dim? No, I've got one from him. Reese Thomas Obese to both of us. Um, from Ian O One Six O Four. Uh, what was the best British sitcom of each of the following decades? 70s, 80s, 90s and 2000s. Let's go to them one by one. 70s, 70s 40 porridge. Towers. Okay. I like 40 Towers, but mine's porridge. Okay, 40 <laughs> Towers. 80s. Only Fools and Horses. Mmm. That's when it's at Yeah, yeah, well. Only Fools and Horses, yeah. There's loads of others, but that's my top. Yeah, me too, me too. I'm a big fan of Dear John. 90s. <sighs> Fun at the funeral parlour. No, um, 2000s. I would say I'm Alan Partridge. 90s, yeah. Just about 90s, isn't it? I'd say... You're right there. I'm Alan yeah, Partridge. I'm Alan Partridge. 2000s. Now, does League of Gentlemen count as a sitcom? It doesn't really, does it? It's a sketch show. But that third series of it is basically a sitcom. It is, isn't it? It's not really, it's a it's sketch not a show. sitcom. I like it. It's probably one of my favourite comedies. So let's think of another... Sitcom in the 2000s is tough. It's so hard. Oh, The Office. Oh, fuck, of course, The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. Um, Thank you. Who was that by? That was by Ian101604. Thanks. Reese Thomas, name. OBE. Yeah. Rogers or Lambert? This is a question about Queen and Paul Rogers, who's a yeah, singer. I know, yeah. Lambert is... Give us the background on him again. He was a... a winner. He, he came second in Pop Idol, Pop Idol in America. I'd actually, genuinely, I'd actually say Adam Lambert, hmm? because Paul Rogers, was a, I didn't like him. He had, yeah. he had baggage, whereas the other one didn't have baggage. Um, well, X, being in the X Factor is baggage. Yes. But, um. Am I. Reese Thomas, hello. Danish Quinn. Who says this? Are you back Danish to do the right stuff anytime soon? Are you? Um, not that I think. I no. like the right stuff. I do. I like that show. But I like. I might I do. Don't know what, when the Queen good. documentary comes out, I might have oh, to yeah. talk on punt that. Punt it, punt it. But that, there's my question. I the think questions. we have one more, just because I realised I didn't go to the hashtag I went to. And I'll check back through. We'd have to answer them all, do we? Christopher Dim, underscore Dim. Please get Reese to tell Tom Baker's anecdote about Aaron Atkinson. You teased about it a couple of pods ago. Yeah, I remember that. And we decided, or we forgot to do it. I don't think we allowed ourselves to do it, did we? No, I bet we shouldn't really do that one, should we? I think there was a re- I'm sorry, Christopher Dim. There was a reason it wasn't told. And uh, I'm sorry we teased you. But we had to not say that one. It's not really up to us to tell that story. <laughs> no. It's not that bad. We're making it... I think the story you make up will be better than the truth. It's not that... No, it's just... It's a, no, I think we should, I shouldn't tell that story. It's, yeah, it would just be us having a little unsubstantiated dig at people and it's not necessarily true or helpful. It's probably true, but it's, like, it's not that... It's, it's almost definitely true. I was just trying to make it sound less good, the story. I mean, the story now will be disappointing because it's been built up. Yeah, I told some people that on my height the other day, and they thought it was a really good story. Well, maybe you should tell the world. But no. that, that was. Inst- Do you remember that time when it, we, we had Tom Baker in? You're getting enough trouble out of your, from your own opinions, let alone telling other people's opinions of each other. Do you remember that time when we were filming with Tom Baker, and he goes, um, "We're filming in the middle of the mountains, right, in Wales," and he goes, uh, "He plays like a he plays like a, 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 
like a bounty, like a dog hunter. He's like Quint from Jaws. And in the thing, we had to see, uh, he's like, okay, Tom, uh, you, at the end of this, you have to jump off the back of the truck, we're on the back of a forklift truck thing, you know, like the back of a pickup truck. A, pl- a flat back, yeah. flat back, he has to jump off it, and he goes, I'm nearly, I'm nearly 70, I'm not jumping off the back of a fucking truck, I need a ladder, uh, you film me, you know, and I say the line, I'll get well, on the he's step ladder. one of my favourite things he ever said. What's which that? Is when he was, got angry, in a very Tom Baker way, about what we expected, you expected him to, oh no, sorry, no, carry on, carry on. So, this is something he said after. <laughs> so he goes, I'm, I'm nearly 70, I'm not going to fucking jump off the back of a, a truck. I want a ladder, I'll climb down, take the ladder away, say my line, and then we'll cut between the two. Yeah. So we went, OK, fine, we just need a ladder. It was a Sunday, we were in the middle of the Brecon Beacons or somewhere, and it was very hard to get a ladder, so someone had to drive like an hour to get a ladder. So it was like nothing had happened, we were all chatting, it was quite fun having some good stories from him. The ladder comes back, the pickup truck, gets up on the back of the thing, does his line, says it, cut, climbs down the ladder, they take the ladder away, film him. On the ground. On the ground. He looked dreadful. Says his line, he looked dreadful. Because <laughs> he's clearly he's climbing just, down the ladder. Cause he, you know, because he kind of bends out of shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cut to him kind of going, oh, hello. <laughs> anyway, so basically, then they said, um, OK, Tom, we just need to do one pickup, for a, a long shot, without the ladder. So if you mind climbing back onto the back of the pickup truck and saying your line from a long shot. So he took the ladder away, and he says his line, and everyone, then he went, OK, lunch, everyone. And he just jumped off the back of the, of the truck seamlessly. <laughs> and ran and, to lunch. And ran to lunch. <laughs> um, after that as well, after he's climbed off the back, there's a bit where he gets caught by the wolf and he bleeds from the mouth. Like, he's going, you know, like Quint does in Jaws. He's yeah. going, blah, blah. And he mm. said the funniest thing I've ever... Well, it wasn't... I don't know why, just because it was so rude and weird. <laughs> he went... This, they said, what you need to do is bite this blood capsule. He must have done that a thousand times. He's played fucking... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in bloody Sherlock Holmes on stage. There's no way he's not bitten a blood capsule before. He went, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> went, got, just have to bite on it. It's absolutely fine. Is it safe? Is it fucking safe? <laughs> he said, yes, fine. Just bite. It's a blood capsule. Everyone knows that. He went, see, the thing is, it's fine. You say it's fine. We're in the middle of a field. I don't want to have to spend the rest of my life in a Welsh fucking dentist. <laughs> As if the Welsh are terrible dentists, so made me laugh so much. But, I mean, some people could see that as a bigger pain. I found it hilarious. He's hilarious. When he turned up, he was so bonkers, but in a brilliant way. Doctor Who arrived when he turned up at that hotel. And the next morning, he'd, I, I witnessed a conversation with the costume woman where she was saying, OK, so we've got you... It's Quint from George you're supposed to be. Reese has given us loads of pictures. You need to know that. I went, yes, but uh, I've bought my leathers. <laughs> and she said, what do you mean? I went, I thought he's a cool guy. He'd wear biker leathers. And this poor woman trying to talk Tom Baker, I'm wearing biker leathers. He went, but I will, but I am keeping my horn. He had a, he, he had a, a foghorn. At six in the morning, outside a holiday hotel. No, but he'd forgotten it, didn't he? Oh, that's it. We got to, in, we're all sitting in the back of a, a people carrier... There'd been a wedding the night before, right? In, I mean, it was, yeah, it was a holiday hotel. Was a holiday People hotel. were asleep. Yeah. It was basically the middle of the night. We were all going out to shoot. He got in the car and went, oh, right, OK. And we all looked at him and thought, right, he's not wearing biker leathers and he hasn't got a horn. Thank fuck for that. Let's go. Just as we were about to leave, he went, fuck, I forgot my horn. He ran indoors. We hit silence. Hotel. It's like silence for like five minutes. Go, How long is he going to be? We've got to go. Suddenly we hear... <laughs> It was a fog horn. So loud. It almost sets the alarms off. in his hand. And he did it... His face... He looked manic. He had a big grin on his face. Directly outside the reception of the hotel. Just going... Ah. He came in... When he came in the first... He, we, he came to the pub the night before. And uh, he goes... Um, I said, oh, do you want to have a drink? He went... He went, yes, uh, boy, what whiskers have you got? No, he went, what... Boy, what, what beer have you got? And he went, Boddington's. He went, Boddington's? Fuck. No, boy... What whiskies have you got? And he went, we've got teachers and, uh, you oh, know, fuck. bells. He went, ah, I don't know what he ordered in the end. Like, he said that, soda. I remember him saying, he, after the whiskies, he said, let's move on to the next impossibility. Yes, what right. gin have you got? <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's, he went, yes. And then, then he goes, then basically, he only wanted to have dinner with the costume woman because she kept a lot of cats and he wanted to talk to her about cats. Well, I thought he wanted to talk to her about Cats the Musical. No, Cats... As but he Cats. was in Cats the Musical. No, he wasn't. That's he Brian was. Blessed. No, he was in it too. He was never in it. You sure? Positive. I'm sure. Positive. When she told me I'm going to talk about dinner with Tom Baker to talk about Cats, I assumed she meant no, she Musical. Me- no, it's even worse than that. She just meant just Cats, Pussycats. Because <laughs> he, he loves Pussycats. 
weird. He told me that story when he said, uh, he goes, one time I was in this place and I was in this restaurant and uh, a woman came up to me and she went, Tom, Tom, darling Tom. And he said, she goes, you don't remember me, do you? He goes, yes, of course I do. You were in uh, Hedda Gabler, 1967, uh, at the National Theatre. Of course I remember you. She goes, no. He goes, oh, right, oh, yeah, Educating Rita, uh, <laughs> tour, National Tour, 1983. Of course I remember you. She goes, no, Tom. He goes, ah, she goes, I was your wife. And he goes, oh, yes. Ah, uh, <laughs> right. And, yeah, and with that, I fucking did a runner, didn't I? I said, well, was it your wife? He goes, I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. Christ. There's another story we can't tell. There's few we can't really tell. He's I think really... we told the good ones before as well, the one about him shouting in the bus and stuff. Um, is that all is that sort of the questions done? That's have you end. got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's We've been going end. a while, haven't we? This, how long have we been going? Let's have a check. An hour. 40 minutes plus... Plus 20. 20 odd on the other one. That's it. I think that's your lot, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. See you next month. Uh, look out for MI High, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you on the flip side. Jimmy, what's he called? Jimmy Jungles. Jimmy Jumbles. Jimmy Jumbles. Jimmy Jumbles. Love you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>